Welcome everyone, this is Coaching in Session. My name is Michael Reardon and I will be your Mindset Coach today. And today we're gonna to be talking about high performance. Now there's going to be different levels to high performance. I don't want people to think that high performance is only being the 1% of the world. Yes, that is an aspect of high performance, but those high performers are going to be those rare bunch. Your Michael Jordans, your Kobe Bryants, your Tom Brady's. Those are going to be your highest peak performers. They will sacrifice everything. They have a different mindset. They go beyond the standard. They go beyond the average. They go beyond what people are doing around them. They say, I'm going to elevate beyond what anyone else will fathom. And that is a mindset. That is a mindset that not everyone has. Most people can fall into the realm of a mid-peak performer where you want good, you want abundance. And let me tell you, that life is really good. You can be a multimillionaire. You can have big house, big cars, good relationships, all of that can happen in that mid-level. However, the people who are in the highest level, those are your legacy people. Those are the people that the world will never forget. If you say their name, everyone knows who they are. And you have to ask yourself, do you want your name to be remembered like that? Sometimes people, they get into this way of thinking where they want to make a name for themselves. They want to get views on TikTok and they want to be content creators and they want to get views and money because people like money. Yet they're happy once they get a million followers and they oh, I got a million followers. I got my YouTube plaque and that is all I need. But yet how many people in the world? About 8 billion people. 1 million is insignificant. Is that milestone amazing? Yes, it is. Not many people will achieve that. Maybe even 1% of the people will achieve that. But even if 1% of the people achieve that, it does not mean that you are one of the peak high performer 1%ers because it's about competition. It's about mindset. It's about what you want to put in your day. Some people want to give a partial little bit. Some people want to give every ounce of themselves. And if you don't go to your bed at night exhausted, and I'm talking about exhausted like you just kind of like laugh <laughs> and you fall asleep. That exhausted because you're just amazed by all the stuff you had to go through that you did that you accomplished. It's a mindset. It's a journey and it's not easy. However, we can equip ourselves with the knowledge, with the resources that are going to help us get to where we want to be. How do we do that? Well, today's conversation, we're going to be talking with a high performance coach, Roman Fisher, who's going to be helping us understand what high performance is, some steps that we can use to get there, and then, of course, talking about the reason why it's important for you to transform your life today. So let's get into the interview with Roman and myself. Welcome, Roman Fisher, to Coaching in Session. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. How about you? Doing well. Thanks so much for coming on. Today, I have you on as a high performance coach. We're going to be talking about the work that you do. In the world of chaos, we need someone who's going to help people get into a higher self, a better mindset, and high performance is going to be the key for many individuals. I always love to have my guests come on and explain the work that they do in their own words without me just kind of giving a biography of everything they have done. So in your own words, tell the world who you are, what you do, and how you help. My name is Roman Fisher, and I love to just help people with their overall mindset, their body, and just their overall energy level and confidence from their day-to-day -day lives. And just basically seeing the transformation from where they started, where they originated, and like their low self-confidence, that starting point, and them just not really having that much energy 
and that much drive, and then seeing over time the gradual and sometimes exponential changes throughout their mind, their body, and just their overall energy or aurora, if you will. And just seeing that, like not just visually, but also just hearing how they sound in their voices and like how much more confident and happy they are. Like that, that's everything to me. And yeah, just being that person or that, you know, guidance to them and seeing just the massive changes over time. They do say like the small, small changes actually add up to monumental, just titanic changes. And just seeing that with all my clients that I've worked with, it's been great. It's been really awesome. Yeah. When it comes to working with individuals, it's always a start and it's always a finish or where you end up. That is a great place to see a person, right? Their growth, their progress, their potential, right? Reaching it finally. It can be a process and people start at that low end. Most of the time, people don't get coaches because they say, you know what? It'd be cool to get a coach and to tell everyone in the world to have a coach. It's more of, I know I can do more. I know I can be more. How do I do it? And you're right. People do have such low self-confidence within them, their skills. It's all about limiting beliefs and maybe the mindset, again, that they were given. And you are working with someone with low confidence and a low self-worth. What are some ways that you can help them be more confident and then understand that they are worthy for more in life? Yeah. So honestly, there's so many ways I do it, actually. I first start, first and foremost, just analyzing what's making them just feel and look not really confident in whatever goal they have, just seeing whatever they're not really confident in and what's causing them to feel that way. I try to first have each and every client analyze that first and just get to the root of the issue, the root of the problem, first and foremost. After that, I just have them practice positive self-talk and repeating positive affirmations at least one to two times each and every single day. That helps tremendously, just that alone. Not even to mention, of course, you know, healthy eating, uh, consistent eating nutrition, and also just getting enough sleep, getting at least seven, if not even eight hours of sleep each and every night, practicing a consistent sleep-wake uh, schedule. That way it keeps your body on track. It, your body's not guessing when it has to go to sleep and when it has to wake up. And ultimately, too, just working out, just lifting weights at least three to four times a week with some cardio maybe at the very end, just a little bit, you know, nothing too uh, crazy. I don't have my clients do like one or two hours of cardio <laughs> a day. I don't, I don't do that stuff, but uh, definitely having them do a little cardio at the end just to burn a few extra calories if they're trying to cut down, that is. Now, if they're trying to gain muscle, then I would say I don't usually have them do that much cardio. It's more just strength training and eating more calories. And of course, keeping that protein high either way, whether they are trying to cut down or bulk up, always high protein. When you are going to the gym for the first time, you might not be confident in it. You might think you look weird in your shorts and your t-shirt. And going to machines that you don't know what are this machine is going to work out or whatever. And you just have that, I don't know if it's low confidence or you're just insecure. So it could be a mixture of both, maybe depending on the person. But it is a lot of insecurity. So people don't want to put themselves out there. They don't want to look like they don't know what they are doing. They don't want to be a beginner. 
But in life, we are all beginners in many of the things we do. When we go to school for the first time, we are beginners, we are learners. And at some point, there's a shift in our mindset where we stop becoming learners and we start just being safe. This is what I'm comfortable in. This is what I'm comfortable with. For example, if you play an instrument, you are going to play the things that you know how to play. If you go to the gym, you're going to stick to the workouts that you know that you can do. You're not going to challenge yourself to the extent if you have a coach or if you have a trainer. There is a difference there because the brain loves comfort. The brain loves what is associated with like, oh, this is relevant to me. I know how to do this. Yet there's just so much more that we can learn. How do you help people get out of that old way of thinking and their complacent way of thinking and their common and comfortable way of thinking and to start thinking in a higher performance mentality, whether it be in the gym, career, relationships, or personal life? Yeah, that's a great question. Honestly, what I usually tend to do, I try to suggest you know, working through all that discomfort in small, gradual steps. Because again, gradual change over time will lead to monumental success and changes. I try to first have them realize and understand that before anything. After that, I just, you know, make a point to understand what it is that's making them feel that discomfort. When I finally analyze what is making them feel that discomfort, I just recommend a, uh, you know, solution based around that. For example, if they're afraid to work out at the gym, if they're insecure because maybe they're afraid that people are checking them out or staring them down, because there is, you know, that phobia that a lot of people have, sadly. And when they have that, that's no joke. What I do in those cases, I just have them work out at home. Just start with that and then work their way up to maybe working out outside and then maybe working out at a small gym and then go from there and and maybe huge big uh, box gym eventually. So that's one example of how I just keep people from like going from being super scared of the gym to going to the gym. I just do it in very small, gradual steps. And it, it works pretty well. That's kind of how I did it. I actually used to be, I wasn't like overweight, but back then, before I really got into fitness, I used to be super skinny. I used to be that skinny kid that never lifted weights. I didn't even eat clean. I just, not even going to lie, I just ate anything and everything that I set my eyes on from like Twizzlers. Uh, I was addicted to Twizzlers, but I would literally eat anything that my eyes would actually see. But yeah, that definitely helped me a lot. Just personally, just going from small steps to bigger steps and going from a small gym to a bigger gym. That's how I actually I got bigger and that's with my muscles and my progress and my journey. Yeah, it's about the small steps sometimes. There's two schools of thought there. You can take the small micro steps, steady, you know, slow and steady wins the race. Or you can just jump head first, dive right into the pole and just get used to everything. It depends on the person. You're right. Because some people just need that hair. Take my hand. Let's do this step by step. Some people is like, good luck. See if you sink or swim. And it's all about the mindset of that person. It's not so much of your upbringing or anything. It's just like what makes you tick. For example, if you like Twizzlers, cool, but I might like licorice. It's nothing against you, right? Saying, oh, this guy likes Twizzlers. He doesn't know what true savory delight is, which is licorice. But I just have a different taste. And so 
do people have different mindsets? You have to understand your mindset. You do have to understand what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And this is why I love having different coaches on because different coaches have different beliefs and methodologies when it comes to training people. So you have to find a coach that's like the perfect fit for you. Because if you just kind of find someone who's super militant, like, all right, we're going to the big box gym, but we're not even going to Planet Fitness. We're going to Golds. We're going to the bodybuilder gym. So we go to these bodybuilder gyms and you're going in there and you're like literally like a little guy or a little woman just in there. And you are just like, I feel out of place. And that right there is going to just trigger so many things. It's going to like figure your fight or flight. You're going to have fear. You're going to be even more self-conscious than you would if you were just working out at home, walking around the block or in a smaller gym, that right there is going to inhibit growth because it's going to stop you from wanting to go work out because you're going to say, you know what, it's a little bit too much for me. So we do have to find our temperament and what we are capable of doing at this moment in time. And I believe that is where high performance truly begins. We do have to figure out where we are because if you don't know what you're capable of, Well, then you first have to figure out what you are capable of because everyone's trying to get this goal. They're trying to get this happiness, success, whatever your goal is, but yet they don't know what they can do. So sometimes we have to sit someone down, make it very relevant to them saying, hey, this is where you shine. This is where you're good. And this is how we grow from there. And I think people have a hard time with that. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, there's a huge like difference between just pure challenge and just utter discomfort. And knowing just the difference between those two, that's powerful. I mean, that's huge. And not trying to like knock Nike or anything, but no pain, no gain. <laughs> I, I get the concept and the idea behind that, you know, catchphrase or slogan, but there's a lot of problems with that because it's giving people that mentality or mindset that you just got to go all out and you got to basically feel pain in fitness or your workouts, whatever workouts you might be doing. And I'm just, I've got to say, that's not really how you do it. I mean, yes, you do want to feel like pain, but not really like pain, pain, you know, feel that burn more than anything. You want to feel that burn in your workouts and your exercises, but you don't want to, you know, have actual pain and suffering and discomfort. So. Got to add that in there. Yeah, there's going to be different types of pain, right? So there's a good pain and the bad pain. So you feel sore because you worked out like really good the day before. That's good pain. But if you are like, you know, feeling something in your joints, like it just really hurts when you're like doing a bicep curl, like stop, right? Let's reevaluate. Are you doing the curl correct? And I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I go to the gym and I stop people from doing things wrong and they're self-conscious. So as soon as I teach them the right way, they run away. They're like, oh, okay, I'm done with this set. It's like, I try to do good. But then at the same time, it's like, you know, they're self-conscious because they are doing it incorrectly, but I don't want them to get hurt. I ask myself, would I want someone to come up to me if I was younger? I didn't know how to work out to say, hey, you're doing that wrong. I would want someone to come teach me. Yes, I would be a little bit embarrassed, but at the end of the day, I grew some point, we do have to accept being a beginner. We do have to be embarrassed sometimes and to learn from it, not to be shunned by it. Because I think sometimes people, they just get into this mentality of, I have to be perfect. And it's so far from that. Oh, yeah. I always love to say, um, especially to my clients, it's 
progress over perfection, always progress over perfection, because perfection, it's something that we'd all like to attain or achieve whatever journey we might be on. But I hate to say it, it's not attainable. And honestly, it's stressing people out if they're trying to attain that because it is essentially and ultimately unattainable. As long as we can understand that and realize that for ourselves and everyone else around us, that will help a lot of the disappointment just dramatically decrease. And knowing that that's not attainable and that we instead should just, we should really just focus and work on being our best selves and best versions of ourselves. That's what's going to really do it for us for our uh, long-term success. I want to break it up right now into two different categories. You have your performers that want something, and then you have your high performers that don't care, but they want something. I'm going to explain that because it is a a concept that we do have to talk about because I know there's many people who are probably listening to this right now are probably saying, well, I want to be a peak performer. I want to be the highest performer. I want to be the 1% where they have to operate at a different level. It's not so much of the baby steps. It's not so much of taking things at a time. It's not so much of not feeling the pain. It's like, I don't care what I have to go through. I'll go through hell 50 times in order to be that 1%, to be that high performer. So I want to give the audience two different views of high performance, high performance in a low regard and high performance in the highest regard. It doesn't matter which one you pick. Both are going to be more than what you're doing right now, because a lot of people are just in a complacent mentality mindset where they do stuff that's good enough. They can live in the rat race is good enough, but they have so much more potential. They have so much left to give. And even if they tapped into 15% more of that potential, they will be night and day different, living in abundance, happiness, success. All of that can happen with just 15%. Yet some people see that 15% as, oh, well, it's not 100%. We have those two different types of performers. The people who go for the low type of performance, even though, again, you're a high performance coach, you're still helping people be higher performance than what they are. And then you have the peak 1% performers. You can split it up any single way you want, You know, just separating the two from average to extraordinary. Oh, yeah, definitely. The extraordinary people, I would say those are you know, the clientele. They're the ones that want to usually compete in professional shows, whether it be men's physique, classic bodybuilding, men's bodybuilding, whatever division they're in or want to be in or want to go for for competing. Those are definitely the more high performance one percenters, so to speak. And they're the ones that want to drink two gallons of water closer to showtime and then do that sodium manipulation and have a lot of salt. (laughs) I know I've been there myself. They're the ones I would say that want to just go all out. They're dedicated to work at least five to six, closer to showtime, even seven days a week, and just doing a lot more cardio to burn extra calories to really lose that weight and burn that fat. And yeah, just really depriving themselves essentially of a lot of calories in the process. Those are the the uh, the warriors, the one percenters, if you will. You could call them Roman warriors. <laughs> I know my name's Roman, so. I had to do that. Those are the one percenters in a nutshell. Everyone else below that, I would say they're still high performers for trying to get a lot further, you know, ahead from where they once were or where they may, might be at right now. They're the ones that are a lot more high performing still than the average, you know, nine to fivers, the rat race people that just want to do just enough, the bare minimum to get by and try to 
get ahead a little bit, but not really get ahead, just make it and live paycheck to paycheck. I'd say these people, the the mid-level high performers, if you will, they're the ones that don't want to compete, but they still want to see changes on their body and with their mental state. They want to, you know, loosen and overcome depression. They want to reduce anger, reduce frustration. They want to increase focus and energy. And they also want to burn fat or gain muscle and gain strength and maybe through flexibility in the process. Those are the mid-level high performers. Are there any low-level performers or those just could be like your average Joes on the sofas when they get home from work from nine to five? I'd say they're pretty close to those people. I would say they're perhaps just a, a little bit above them in the regards that they're still wanting to make somewhat of a lifestyle change. I would say they're more of the elderly, the people that still want to make a positive impact with their health and their mental health, physical health, emotional health. And they're just not able to do it too much, but just enough where they can maybe use some resistance bands, do like some light cardio. There are some low level high performers, (laughs) if you want to call them that. But yeah, there are some of those uh, thrown in there too that I have actually as clientele right now. And they're, they're really cool. I mean, they're some of the sweetest people you'll meet and really, really nice outgoing people. And yeah, they're just wanting to make a serious positive impact in their own lives and be a uh, inspiration for people around them. There are definitely those two. So I would definitely still put them a little bit above of those nine to fivers for sure. And one of the, I guess, common trends is competition where we have our mid to high performers where their competition is either themselves or other people. So if you're an average person like that mid performer, you might give yourself competition between yourself. Like I'm going to be better than I was yesterday. I'm going to grow a little bit every single day. Those are the baby steps, right? So we are making progress every single day. We are just trying to get in good habits, good mindset, et cetera, et cetera. However, you have those high peak performers who are like, I'm beating everyone. I'm going to be number one in my industry. I'm going to be the top seller. I'm going to be the top dog. And there's nothing wrong with that mentality because, again, it's all about the competition. You have like the bodybuilders, you know, Mr. Olympia and stuff like that. They want to be number one. They just don't want to go and compete. Most of them, at least, they want to go be number one or they want to continually make progress so they can be number one. It is a process. It is a journey. And it's not night and day. And I think people think, oh, coaching and high performance is going to be something that's like a quick fix where you get a session, you work maybe a month together, and then all of a sudden you're a high performer. But we have to rewire our brain. Essentially, we can start to act that way. Because if you think about New Year's resolutions, I I love this example. We go into New Year's, we're like, I'm going to do all this stuff. And you start off as the highest performer. You're like, I'm being everyone in the gym. I'm showing up five days a week, six days, seven days a week. And I'm going to go run 50 miles a day, whatever it is, some crazy number. But then three months later, they stop. What is that driver there? Is it a temporary boost of motivation? Or is it because the foundation of mindset and peak performance wasn't instilled in them? I would say, you know, usually most people that go back to the gym after the new year, I would say typically it's just a, I mean, I can't say this for all people, of course, because everyone has a different mindset and a different situation and setup in their lives. But I would say for the most part, it's that common trend and it's very temporary and then they just fall off. 
it's kind of like having that five hour energy. You got that boost and then you got that crash. That's essentially what I, you know, that's the best analogy I could really come up with probably for how these new year's resolutions go with the gym and people that go in. So we just have to be more organic than in, in how we approach it instead of just having that quick boost or that shot of that five hour energy to do it more organically, correct? Yes, most definitely. I, I really do believe that most people, they should take it more seriously. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to go all in right away because again, it comes in phases for a lot of people, but don't treat the beginning of the year like it's been for all this time. Like so many people have treated the start of the year like it's their ticket to just nonstop fitness and they're just after the first of the new year, they're not really going to have to do much work. But sadly, there's consistency that has to go there. A lot of people think it's just, I'll start on the first, I'll have that motivation, and I'll be good. But the problem is, and this is really where I feel like what uh, does it in for people is they don't have that consistency to back it up with. Like having that motivation, it's great because you got to have that initial drive anyway to do anything in life. But if you don't have, you know, consistency to fall back on after that motivation fades away, because it's going to fade away eventually, sadly. But if you don't have that consistency to back it up with, you're going to fall off. And that's what I hate to say, but that's, that's the honest truth. That's the blunt, cold, hard truth. People just need to be more consistent. And not saying that to be mean, but it's just true. Like, you just got to be more consistent with fitness, more consistent with being with your family, because you never know like how long we have it here. No one knows how long we have it here. Just be more consistent with loving everyone. That's what I say. Just consistency. And then to love yourself too. So, so you know what you're doing because health and fitness and being a high performer is going to change your life. It's going to change your family's life and it's going to make everything better for you. Not to just say, well, I'm good where I am, complacency. Understand that you can elevate your life and the life of the people you love most. I will tell you that there is a mindset that is not helpful. And that mindset is on January 1st, I'm going to change my life. Because why not start December when you made that resolution? Or why not say, okay, 2022 was a year where I quit. 2023 is a year I don't quit, right? The subconscious mind does not care about what you say, all right? Because the conscious mind is, is saying that. And subconscious mind, like, listen, buddy, we did it last year. It didn't work. Looking at your past year and then saying, okay, I'm going to do the same thing again, right? So it's almost like the definition for insanity. You keep doing the same thing over and over again, and you get the same result. So most people are in that habit of just thinking about fitness goals in that regard. Oh, I didn't succeed last year. Last year was really bad for me. They start making out these excuses. And then this year they say, okay, this year is going to be the year. And then sure enough, come, you know, 2025, whatever it is the year before, you're going to say, oh, wait, I'm just going to keep making excuses. So we live behind our excuses. And I wanted to ask, why should someone transform their life? Why, why should someone be better than where they are right now? Because they again, they might be getting by, they might have enough, they might be a trust fund baby, they might live a good lavish life, but why should they transform? Yeah, I would say definitely transforming your life 
in every way imaginable is the best thing that you could do for yourself and everyone around you that knows you, likes you, and loves you, and cares about you. Because if you don't transform your life with your health, your finances, and just everything, especially though with your health, even more than your finances, if you don't tackle that first initially and transform that, then no amount of money in the world is going to help you or get you out of a bad situation. I mean, granted, you can use money to buy like certain healthy foods and certain like medications that are natural that could help boost your immunity and health, perhaps. But if you don't work on your inner health with working out, clean eating, and consistently clean eating and working out and getting enough sleep and also limiting your stress, then no amount of money is really going to matter. You know, your health's important. Health is wealth, as they say. If you don't have that, you don't really have much. Really, you don't have anything. Because like, if you're in the hospital, you're usually not in good health at that point. And that, that says it all. Because one of my recent family friends actually passed away due to poor health. And that's a huge problem for a lot of people in this country. Sadly, obesity is you know, a well-known fact in America that it's one of our biggest uh, issues when it comes to health. If we could just tackle our health, that would just make it so much better for everyone. And just the overall stats of our country would definitely be a lot better to you as a whole. When a person looks at their health and they're trying to get back on track, they will start. They might say, I have to do it. They give it some intention, but yet they might not truly mean it until there's a trauma, a hardship, a wake up call in their life. And I always tell people, don't wait for that moment. Don't wait for that trauma. Don't wait for that hardship to come knock at your door and you have no choice but to open it. You can make some big changes today. You can elevate yourself today. And the best way to do that is with a coach, is with someone who's going to guide you, that's going to hold you accountable. Don't do this fight alone. Don't, you know, don't go in alone. Yes, you can go in alone, but how many years have you been trying to do this by yourself and you have been falling? back into the same old habits of average self, right? That low average self. How can we be mid and high peak performers, right? This is the conversation we had today. And this is the start of your journey. And Roman is going to be that person who's going to help elevate you in all aspects of your life, not just fitness, but also in mindset. And I want to thank you, Roman, for coming on, of course. But before we go, I would like to have any final words from you and to please tell the audience where they can find you. Yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed being on this podcast and I'm glad I could be a part of the show. If anyone wants to find me and see where they can see my uh, client results from the ones that gain muscle, gain strength, or just burnt fat and gain flexibility, all you got to do is go to my website, romanfisherofficial.com. Oh yeah. <laughs> I will definitely throw that link in the description box below so people can reach out to you, check out the work that you do. It's so important. And fitness and health are going to be one of those things that people will take for granted until it's finally in turmoil of finally falling and fading. Don't allow your health to deteriorate or depreciate. Allow it to be abundant. Allow it to be the best it can be. And get yourself a coach that's going to help you through that process. I want to thank you so much, Roman, for coming on, talking about the work that you do and having a great conversation. All right, everyone, I'd like to thank you so much for watching that interview with Roman and myself. 
what he is doing with his high performance coaching is going to be with fitness, but it's not just fitness. It could be career. It could be relationship. Every aspect of our life can be high performance. We do have to sometimes say, I'm going to be a high performer in this regard, because if you try to be a jack of all trades, something suffers. Think of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was one of the greatest, maybe the greatest player to have ever played the game of basketball. Whether you like him or not, whether you think LeBron is better, whether you think Kobe is better, you cannot get around what he has accomplished because he was the person who paved the way. And when he did that, he created the aura. He created the opportunity because our mind has limits within it. So we try to study other people who have done great things. What Kobe Bryant did was he studied Michael. He worked with Michael. Michael was his rival in a sense. And they talked. And from there, they grew together. And then eventually Michael's like, okay, well, I'm going to retire. He retires. But then he's like, I'm going to go play baseball. I'm going to do golf. And he wasn't the best at it, but he still did it. A lot of people think, oh, he was great at basketball. He's going to be this world star player, a jack of all trades. Now, can you be a jack of all trades? Yes. But if you are a person that focuses on a craft and you're not just jumping industry and jumping from ship to ship and you say, I'm going to focus on this and I'm going to be the best at this, you're going to find that you're more successful in high performance. I know there's a lot of people when it comes to career, they might jump from being an e-commerce person to selling on Amazon to being a solo entrepreneur that is inventing different things to sell to maybe wanting to be a YouTuber to finally wanting to be a motivational speaker and life coach. And I mean, they're jumping all around and there is nothing wrong with not knowing what you want to do or wanting to do different things. But what would happen if you said, I'm going to focus on one thing. I'm going to focus on this and I'm going to make sure I accomplish this. This is what happens when you go to college. Typically, you focus on a subject. So if you're in nursing, you're going to be focusing on health, biology, nursing stuff. If you are in the world of business marketing, you're going to learn about accounting, business management, business type of stuff. You find immersion in college. And that is what college does. Yet you don't need college to get immersion. You can always get a mentor. You can always get a coach that has done what you want to do. And you immerse yourself into their life. You immerse yourself into their routines and their habits and what they have done and what they had to go through. Where they are at 35, you can get at 25. And that's the name of the game. How can we transform our life the quickest and most effective way possible? So we want to be effective, we want to be efficient, but it's not so much of we're rushing to happiness. I want people to understand that there is a difference between happiness and being a high performer, being successful. You can be a high performer and be successful, and you can also be a high performer and be miserable. Happiness is going to be the journey. Happiness is going to be the process that you fall in love with. Every single day you show up because you want to show up, not because you have to show up, because you want to. You want to make some changes in your life. You want to change your mindset. You want to be the highest performer possible, whether you're in competition with yourself or you're in competition with everyone around you. It doesn't matter. But what I can tell you is not many people are going to get into this mindset. Not many people are going to take action in their days. But you have the opportunity today after listening to this episode to this podcast 
to take action, to take that step in that direction, to be a peak performer. And whether you reach out to Roman or you reach out to myself here at Reverend Concepts, we want you to be in the best possible place for yourself, for your life, for your future. And then everyone around you is going to feel that abundance, is going to feel that warmth, is going to feel your prosperity because you decided to make some changes in your life. So I encourage you, make the changes today, make the commitment today to not just be average, but to be a high performer. My name is Michael Reardon. I'm a mindset coach. If you have any questions, you can email me coachingandsession at gmail.com and I'll see everyone on the next episode of Coaching and Session. Until then, everyone take care.